gear up as Cash Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I am the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we've got a great episode. We're going to be talking about using advertising and marketing to recruit employees, which has been, you know, really big, um, you know, for years, companies have kind of struggled to hire, you know, there's only so many people in the workforce and companies need help all the time. And you have things like Indeed and, you know, Monster and, you know, you can rec recruit through LinkedIn, but a lot of companies don't really pursue using advertising as a way to go about it. I've got with me, Mitch Gerson. He's with the Gerson agency. His agency focuses on this type of advertising to help employers recruit new employees. Mitch, it's great to have you on. Um, tell us a bit, you know, about what you do, how you go about it. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, Cash, for inviting me. That was very kind of you to uh, reach out. Um, all I know is recruitment marketing. I know that sounds very strange. I certainly didn't go to school saying someday I want to do help wanted ads because that's essentially <laughs> what we do. Um, very few people actually go to school for that. Um, I did study marketing, advertising, so I have that background but I kind of fell into this back at the beginning, uh, early 90s. So at that time, we were all very print-based. So I've always said, um, I make believe I'm in real advertising, the work you do. But mm -hmm. the reality is there are lots of parallels. So recruitment, marketing, and advertising is literally a multi-billion dollar business. Um, I worked for a company for over 20 years called Bernard Hodes Advertising. I would argue that Mr. Hodes created... Uh, kind of the very business that I'm in today in 1971, he ran the world's first two column, you, you would get that, the two, a two column print ad with a logo, a headline for help wanted. Mm -hmm. um, that had never been done before. He needed permission from the New York Times to do that. So I had the opportunity to work in that environment and we were owned by Omnicom. So our sister companies were BBD, DDBO and I had the good fortune of rubbing elbows with some of the, the greats in advertising. But again, recruitment has never quite achieved that status. But at the end of the day, and again, I know I kind of threw it out there tongue in cheek, but ultimately it's help wanted advertising, but very focused on utilizing the latest in technologies and programmatic digital media for recruitment. The I hadn't actually thought about help wanted ads in so long, but we're we're old enough to have actually sifted through them looking for jobs. I know I have certainly um, way back in the day. And so like the younger generation would probably have never even seen a help wanted ad unless it's online. And, you know, because things like Indeed and uh, ZipRecruiter and, you know, those kinds of platforms didn't exist back then. Of course, you know, it was before the Internet when we actually had those ads. Um, that's very interesting uh, what you mentioned about the first, like, you know, co two column ad, you know, the first ads that are were in the paper that you could because I remember seeing an entire page. You know, and you'd have company after company, and so it, and you barely really see who the company was. They were mostly advertising the positions, the hourly pay, um, you know, some of the basic duties of the position, and you'd have a phone number, you know, to call because it was before email things too. Yeah, no, we, I, I would, I was part of that transition to uh, 
uh, elaborate ads, headlines, things that were very traditional uh, advertising, uh, you know, really effectively leveraging an employer brand. Shouldn't say employer brand. That that concept didn't even really exist. Uh, but the idea of, of leveraging the brand name. So I, over my career, I've worked with Campbell Soup Company, all of their brands, Hasbro Toys, Michael Arts and Crafts, Godiva Chocolatier. I can go on and on, but the reality is, oh, PetSmart. That was, that was probably my, my, my longest running account, 14 years, and really leverage what the PetSmart brand is from a recruitment perspective. So why would someone even want to work at PetSmart? There were so many different reasons why beyond here's your hourly wage, here's your uh, benefits, here are the days you're going to work. And and I HOTUS did a terrific job at really being an early pioneer at creating that marriage between traditional marketing and what you you were just referencing, you know, the traditional help wanted ads, part time, X hours, mm-hmm. year, um, and we had a lot of fun. We it was it was a good run there, um, and I actually ended up working a few years later with TMP Worldwide. Nobody knows TMP, but they do know Monster.com. So yeah. Monster, what came out of TMP because during that transition, as you mentioned, from print to digital. Um, that print, uh, the, you know, back in the day, everyone had that all figured out. Print was already a hundred plus years old. Mm-hmm. It was that whole concept of running ads and how you monetize it was already figured out. That transition to digital was rocky at best to take a, I could run a half page ad in Chicago trip, you know, it'd be $50,000. I could run similar advertising. I know those are the good old days. I can run <laughs> similar advertising digitally on monster for a hundred bucks. So that really changed the equation dramatically. I would say, you know, I forget the year monster officially came online. I think it was 99 or 2000, mm. but that was a big shift. You mentioned indeed zip. That was yeah. the beginning of that digital shift. Yeah. There's a, so much that you know like the the landscape for recruitment has changed greatly i mean because these kinds of sites didn't exist and now it's standard if you're looking for a job or you're an employer and you need employees you know you'll set up accounts on indeed you'll set them up on a monster or a zip recruiter you might advertise on linkedin um you know there's a number of ways you know to go about trying to find people now also the the potential employees have, you know, way more choices, you know, than they ever had before. So, you know, you have to try to stand out, you know, in the space. And this is where advertising can come in. I mean, from our standpoint, we've run recruitment ads. Um, we've always, you know, been in the truck driving space. And so sure. we've had to run ads for trucking companies to recruit drivers and for trucking schools to recruit students. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, we'll put them into, you know, into the workforce. So there's, you know, there's a ton of benefit, but boy, it's like, it's really crowded. You know, if you go on to Indeed or something, you know, you're going to have a ton of companies. Uh, And No, I was just going to say, you're right. And it's no longer a differentiator when you open. And again, to me, I haven't done a print ad in probably 17 years, but I've done print collateral things mm-hmm. for job fairs and things of that nature, but sure. a print hub wanted at pretty much 
that business died a good 10 <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah. But <clears throat> back then, to your point, you would open up the Help Wanted section and you were competing visually with all these other companies. So we got really, really good at figuring out how do we make the ad stand out? What's the headline? There was actually a, a fair amount of creativity in that advertising, which was kind of fun. The other advantage I had over traditional marketing was every week was a deadline. So we constantly were creating new ads, new imagery. It was constant iteration, which was always fun. We didn't spend months agonizing over certain campaigns. Sometimes you need, we sometimes had hours to get an ad together, get it physically to the paper. But getting back to digital, there are inherent advantages clearly to digital. So our business is now really programmatic driven. So pay-per-click, it's, it's performance-based advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed kind of created the initial model in, in a twist of irony they aggregated Monster, Career Builder, Hot Jobs for free. And then after, you know, Indeed became what it became, they pushed, they pushed all of those job boards out um, and then started charging them, of course. But um, so today, when I run advertising, we use, digit, we use various platforms to manage. There's like 100, a 99, 200 job boards. Believe it or not, it's not just Indeed. It's not just Zip. There's like 190 others that are niche, that are part-time, gig-focused, but the problem is scale. Most marketers in HR departments or even HR folks can't figure out how to manage all of this and break through the noise, as you just alluded to. Yeah. And, and it's not, <laughs> excuse me, it's not just about SEO. It's really about knowing what's the right mix. Think of it as like a... Um, 401k or like a financial stock, you know, you've got to figure out the right balance of budget against performance. And there's a million tricks in between to get your ad to appear. Literally, we're talking fractions of pennies over maybe the nearest competitor, but it is really, really more science than creative these days. Yeah. You're right about it being more science because like we have to run, you know, we have, uh, clients that we run a combination of like pay-per-click ads with Facebook sure. ads with programmatic ads that, and they're all kind of, you know, doing different things, you know? So if you're, you know, searching for a truck driving job, you can run into a pay-per-click ad. There may be, you know, something SEO related, you know, we have to use ads on uh, Facebook to get in front of people, but then we don't always drive back to the website. In some cases we're using the forms, you know, that are on there cause they can autofill. Um, I can tell you like also, you know, meeting people where, they are when we for the pay-per-click ads we run um you know through google like we don't bother with desktop because we're recruiting truck drivers so we have to we run ads strictly for mobile yeah because it's the only way like that's what they're on those are the devices that they're using you know so there it is a lot of science it is a lot of paying attention to the data that comes back to to see you know what people are doing what are the habits so that you can put those ads in front of them in a timely fashion the hard part is that data becomes a torrent of information. Not everybody is comfortable with that torrent of information. Mm-hmm. It can be quite overwhelming. I've now been doing programmatic job board advertising for it's got to be 10 plus years. So it used to be easy. I will say at the very beginning of all of this, Monster, 
career builder, mm-hmm. hot jobs. I can name others that don't exist. Um, it was duration posts. I pay yeah. X, I don't know, 50 bucks, 75 bucks, run a help wanted ad on monster for 14 days. Then maybe I pay a few extra dollars and it auto refreshes at 21 days. That mm-hmm. was so easy. Then you would buy packs. It seems so archaic now, but packs of a hundred job posts and somebody on the client side would have to manually log in up, you know, con- connect the, the, the link to the job on their career site. Applicant tracking systems started to get smarter, started to get better. Some of that was built in. But as a recruitment ad agency, <laughs> we still were able to guide our clients through the noise. The number one question I always got was, how do I know where to spend my money? Should it be Monster, Career Builder, Hot Jobs? It, yeah. it, now we know to the penny, to the hour, to the second, what's working, what's not working. And the, the, these platforms that I use from a uh, programmatic perspective can make adjustments on our behalf within a confined rule set in real time to adjust your spend to make sure we don't like if, if a certain job gets 10 applicants and that's all we know we need to get one higher, it'll cut the spend. So it's not like the old days mm-hmm. where, you know, you ran a help wanted ad hope post and pray. We, we call it hope for the best and whatever happened, happened. Uh, margins were good back then, but uh, it, you have a lot more control these days. It's all really digital. Yeah. And there's, you know, you talk about job boards. There are so many because also in that kind of space and you have to understand the the job board you're working off of because we've had to deal with a lot of trucking specific ones, sure. you know, that, you know, some of them you have to understand, you have to be able to check into and some of them are not as sophisticated as an in, Indeed. You know, so you have to see if the advertising affected is effective, if the posts are effective. And often you'll have to, um, depending on who you're like working with in the trucking space, you have it's an ongoing fight. You know, you never fill a position because you have so many to fill. Yeah, there's constant churn, you know, and turnover of employees in the space. So you don't turn anything off, but you have to typically feed it too. So from a technology standpoint, you know, you end up having to integrate those boards with like your CRMs, you know, that you're using for for recruitment um, so that you have all the leads going into a specific space. And then, you know, it still comes down to... You know, do you whoever the hiring person is, because it's funny in the, in that particular space, it's so competitive for employees. I mean, you have full time recruiters and if they're not good at their job, you know, you drive essentially all these candidates to them and they can't convert them because they have to make a sale. So it's right. like the recruitment space, especially in a tight job market. <laughs> Yeah, you know, where there's way more positions than are than their people. The companies have to sell themselves, you know, to the applicants. We're 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 on. I'm sure you're 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 seeing this too. We're on the precipice of the next revolution with AI. I'm I'm seeing it right now, uh, professionally and personally, in um, automated outreaches, immediate follow up, yeah, chatbots that are way smarter than they were just couple of years ago and you can apply and in and and again ai is kind of an ethereal word because yeah. there's degrees of that there's you know ai that maybe ibm would create and there's ai that maybe uh, a job board would create i would say there's a big 
big gulf in between those two uh, abilities. But having said that, it is getting really, really interesting because conceptually, think about this cash. You know, you get your click on Meta for, you know, you could do a, you know, lead form. Maybe it's going to somebody in HR, which is great. Mm -hmm. And that person could do the job. But if instantaneously that person gets feedback, says, hey, and, and in a conversational way that makes sense for that audience, I just saw you, you know, you're in Chicago, you're, um, you know, you just stopped to apply. I, can, do you have a few minutes to talk? It could be an actual AI voice or it could be text. And, and you can instantly have that connection and speed up that applicant. And, and, and that software can then weed down your funnel and, mm -hmm. and your human on the other side has a much smaller group that they have to work with that's going to be well-qualified, exponentially speeding up the hiring process. It's, it's, we're really on that precipice of that. Within the next three to five years, it's, it's going to look very different, I think. Well, yeah, you're right. Because if you think about it, you know, because all the job forms nowadays, of course, are all electronic. So you could take right. the AI and essentially scan for the best quality. So if you program it, you know, you tell it all the parameters of who is your ideal candidate, it can go scan all of these things. So it could communicate with the person, ask additional questions, potentially based on the parameters that were fed into the AI to work off of. And then it could do the scanning of the applications. It could weed out all the people that are really not qualified because, you know, you otherwise somebody's manually got to look at them and say, okay, no, no. And then they might spend a couple of minutes. But if you have yeah. to go weed through a lot of job applications, depending on the position, you know, that adds up in time. So, but since they're electronic, you could have the AI do that part, you know, get down to just that, you know, small number of candidates, but you know that they are high quality. And then you could even have the AI do the reach out to schedule an actual interview, you know, with them and put it on somebody's calendar. If you really, you know, you could take it all the way through to, you need, the, you need the HR person basically to conduct the actual interview, but we're going to make sure that instead of weeding through a hundred applications, they're doing interviews with 10 people. You know, it's funny you say that you need, and this is where it gets scary for talent acquisition right now because maybe you don't need humans to do every step of the process. Yeah. I feel you still need uh, people involved because they're going to understand the brand. They're going to understand fit. They're going to understand nuances sure. that software can't, but there is software out there right now that can do a video interview. I've actually taken them just to see how it feels where it's monitoring you for truth um, directness yeah. and, and, and it's a video into, there are multiple video interviewing platforms and it will rank you. And that's another step before you even interact with a person. So if, if it detects that you're not being truthful or you're being evasive or you're not answering questions yeah. directly, whatever it is, it, it can actually put, you know, it buckets candidates. So when you think about it, the progression is, programmatic job boards. If you're doing it right, you get in front of the right eyeballs. You're not wasting money. Somebody clicks, maybe they go to, I'm going to say indeed easy apply. You were mentioning like a lead form. Now that gets submitted. Let's not use indeed. Let's, uh, I don't know. Let's pick zip. Zip might be a better op opportunity because then you could click through and then you can have this AI call like an instantaneous boom. Hey, 
you just applied for this job. I want to talk to you. Can we schedule time? That could be automated AI, could be a text. Now, mm-hmm. without a person doing anything, that AI can schedule you for a video interview, which further refines that funnel. It gets weird fast. It's cool. <laughs> I, I find it very cool, but it gets weird fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool, but you're right about the weird part because it's just it's so different than what you know we're traditionally used to. But it's going to, you know, the landscape is changing rapidly, and and honestly, it's it's as fast as we can come up with ideas mm-hmm. on how to improve where the you know most things like you know the the fear with AI is always it's going to take jobs. It's not going to take jobs. It's going to reduce the number of people you need for the jobs. Yeah, you still need them at certain stages, but you know you can see how you know it would take away what are essentially low-level positions. You know of being able to you know go through all those candidates before you actually you know because when you're scheduling that interview, you've got that HR person, whoever's doing it, that's going to be a higher level person. So it's all those steps in between, you know, that where right now you might have somebody actually doing it to vet the candidates, do you know, certain things. And it all starts happening in the background. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and there's all these other components to this too, because that's functional. What we're talking about, that's a lot of tech that allows things to function at a high level. So you brought up, you know, you mentioned, <laughs> excuse me, fewer people. Google just laid off 40% of their HR staff. It was Google or Amazon. This just happened. This was just a few days ago. Huh. That is huge. I think it was Amazon just laid off. It was oh, like right. 40% of their global HR staff. Um, and, and you've got to look at a company, you know, their, they, their public statement was that they're seeing that hiring is going to go down they're, You know, they're in the tech space they're, they're They have their own challenges, but that's very worrying when you've got one of the highest end technology companies in the world, reducing staff because they're probably moving to a lot of automation. Yeah. Having said that there are other parts to this. Cause again, these are all functional things. The other part we haven't discussed is in things like employer branding, um, mm-hmm. social media, reputation management, Every one of these things factors into how an applicant finds you, pays attention to you, engages with you. It's easy when you're a big brand. Let's, you know, I'll use PetSmart again. You can physically go into a store. You could experience it. You could purchase it. You may own a pet. That's one thing. But if I'm going to, you know, if you're a trucking company, Maybe you're not a huge one, uh, like CRST, I think is one of them. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're a smaller mom and pop, then you have 10 or 20 or 30 trucks. You still need to hire. And mm-hmm. maybe your story is unique. Maybe you're, um, you know, th- what you want to tell the world is really important because you do things differently. And maybe I want to work for you than one of the big chains, for example. So, um, Sorry, that um, that to me is where that those are very important pieces to this puzzle, because if you if it's just like anything, does Coke really need to keep advertising Coke? We know what Coke is. Yeah. You know, but you're in marketing. You do have to do it. You have yeah. to keep reminding people why you can't be number one at all times without reminding people why you're number one. So from recruitment marketing perspective, that's also to me, the fun part 
because some of the, you know, job board programmatic, it's interesting. It's a lot of tech. It's a lot of data. The fun part that's, that's still there is what is the brand? What, what presence, like even what we're doing right now, we're putting out our brand mm-hmm. from a social media perspective and letting our voices be heard. You can't do all of that with AI. Um, and then also there's the reality of when I click, maybe let's see what your career site looks like. What story are you telling? What, um, what am I going to get out of it as an applicant? And then those touch points all add up to somebody applying those all again, you can, I can get you eyeballs all day at a low cost. Right. When somebody says, okay, I'm intrigued and they go to Glassdoor and they find out this place is terrible. I don't want to be here. That's where it could fall apart. Yeah. You have this like entire narrative, you know, you're when it comes on, you know, to anything online, you can control the story, you know, like we've done a lot of video production, you know, for recruitment um, with the idea of you're showing off the workplace, you know, we'll do testimonial videos, you know, like, sure. interview dr- you know, drivers, you know, employees, you know, what's it like to work at the company. But at the end of the day th- that puts on a great front face and you should use these things, but then you also have to pay attention to what other people are saying, you mm-hmm. know, if, you know, cause you mentioned Glassdoor and you can end up having negative reviews for, you know, on those kinds of sites. And if, you know, you ignore them, you're not responding. You know, because it's a it's an entire ecosystem, you know, nowadays, because, you know, everything is online and everything can be found at some point. So if something is, you know, with your is gone on with your company at some point, even if it's in the past, you know, potential employees are going to be doing those searches. Yeah. So you want to control that narrative. You use advertising marketing to be able to do that. You have to look at some of the stuff that's not marketing related to also, but can affect those efforts. Oh, absolutely. So you want to be paying attention to those things as well. Yeah, no. And it's that, so that's kind of where the fun part has evolved too. Uh, when I say the fun part for me, like I've had the good fortune of working with some amazing creative directors. We've done some award-winning work over my career. I've been doing this for a long time, but the physicality is gone. There's, it's all digital, really. Mm-hmm. That that ecosystem, like you like you mentioned, each of these touch points matters. We call it in recruitment the candidate journey, um, and it's, it starts at awareness to hire. There's a thousand steps in between, including the noise of other companies reaching out maybe to the same applicant, mm-hmm. depending on you know what you what kind of company you are and what your values are. That will have a direct impact on your ability to hire quickly and you know effectively and find the, the you know somebody who's going to really provide value to your company and and want to stay. That, that's a whole other part of the business is retention. That's a, that's yeah. a, another major part of recruitment marketing. Sure. And, you know, they say the idea is you also have to stand, you know, you're using advertising marketing to stand out within the space too, because like I said, you know, you're going to have other companies that potentially they're hiring as well. Yeah. And they're hiring for the same kind of positions you are, you know, they, 
you know, you have different benefits of working for each company. There's, you know, pluses and minuses, but you have to consider how do I stand out from that other company? You know, I say Coke doesn't advertise, you know, because like everybody knows, like, like you said, everybody knows what Coke is, right? But there's always somebody else. Pepsi didn't stop advertising. Yeah. They're, you know, that's a constant battle and you're competing with other companies, whether you know who they are or not for candidates. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, do those things that stand out that help you differentiate, tell your story, you know, you're not, your funnel of potential recruits will, you know, for your company will dry up. And so, yeah. And the thing is, is also, and sometimes this isn't mentioned, you know, much, but companies have this tendency, you know, to like do this kind of stuff, only only when they're hiring right you know like hey we you know and then especially small companies because it's like you know okay we filled the position we don't need anybody else but you have to kind of restart things if you're not you know continuously doing it yeah i say you kind of get to the end okay we filled the position okay we can turn everything off you know some of these things should be kept going to some degree because eventually you're going to need to fill another position well and that's partly where like social media comes in uh, glass door comes in. Those things are just there mm-hmm. at all times. There was, um, <laughs> excuse me, a concept of the talent community for, so 2020 was a great example of everything shutting down. And what a lot of companies, including clients of mine turned to were, um, kind of still enhancing the employer brand, working on the reputation, all of that. Cause they knew eventually they were going to hire again. But they created talent communities. And that's a concept that's been around for probably about 15 years now. And essentially, it would say, we don't have any opportunities right now, but could you share your information with us in case something should open in the future? And when they do, if you're doing it well and continually engaging as an employer, you would send out, even if you're not hiring, to your point, here's you know what's going on in our company. We just had a big win. We had a big success. We just did this charity event. We just, Mm -hmm. you know, this person just got promoted. So that person that's maybe keeping an eye on maybe because they've already expressed interest. I want to work for you someday. They'll say, wow, this really reinforces the why of when something comes up, why I really want to work for you. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of aspects to this. If you had to take everything, like what would be um, some of your top, you know, I guess key points if, you know, for companies to consider, you know, when they're integrating, like when they're using advertising marketing to, you know, promote job positions, be able to recruit candidates, what are your, you know, key recommendations that they need to be focused on? Yeah. So foundationally, make sure that your job board advertising and spend makes sense. And it's in alignment with your needs, your hiring needs. That to me, I mean, we, we look at this, I'm sure you have too over the years, that kind of pyramid. That's your foundation. At the top, the, the, the pyramid is going to be, you know, your, maybe your job fairs, your open houses. Your, and then within that are all of the nuances, social reputation management, employer branding, your outbound marketing, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, to your point, is, is very important for most professional positions because every one of your current employees that say they're a part of your company, they're an ambassador. Everything they do and say and post is a reflection upon the company. Hopefully it's positive. That's why they're working there. But these are all these tools. But foundationally, 
recruitment marketing is not just let me, I need to hire X people. I'll throw X dollars on Indeed. There are so many other ways to do this in a very targeted, very hyper um, focused way. Indeed is terrific. Indeed will deliver you quality, but it's expensive if you're not using it well. So um, thinking about it, programmatic, employer branding, social reputation, and um, uh, things like Glassdoor, uh, social media in general. Those are some very foundational things. They're all, they all work together. They can't, you can't silo them. And when it's done well in a cohesive fashion, that's a recruitment marketing plan. Okay. Well, that wraps up today's show. Mitch, it's been great having you on. How would people get a hold of you? They need help hiring, you know, hiring, getting an employer like campaign together because they need to recruit. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. So very easy. Um, we help you hire faster, hire better. Um, <laughs> it's simply thegersonagency.com. So just my my name, uh, again, I created the agency a few years ago. It's been a great, great um, time. We also, if anybody's in the New York area, we have an office on 49th and 5th. If you give me a heads up, I'd be happy to entertain you in the office. But at the end of the day, just reaching out to us on our contact form on our website or LinkedIn probably be the easiest way. Okay. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Master, CEO of Titan Digital. I've had with me Mitch Gerson, the Gerson Agency. We've been talking about recruitment marketing. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.